21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. First, we're going to talk about what can happen if you don't register your brand, your trademark in legal terms. So imagine that you run a business, let's say you uh, sell on Amazon, or maybe you have your own uh, website and you sell products, you have a cool name uh, and you develop your business and you think that everything is going well uh, until one day you get a cease and desist letter uh, from an owner of a registered trademark that's really close to you and they tell you to stop using their name and rebrand um, or they they say that they will sue you. So that's what may happen if you don't register your trademark. Many people make this mistake of saying, oh, I'll do it later. I'll see how the business is going. I don't have money for that now. Um, I'll, I'll take a year to develop my business and then I'll register the trademark. Uh, another situation is that while you're waiting to file your trademark and while you're making sales and develop your business, somebody else may file for your trademark or like for a similar one, and then they will prevent you from registering your own trademark. Or your own trademark will be refused because it will be the second one to be filed. So that will be very expensive for you and costly to stop this first trademark because you will have to file a trademark opposition. So that will be much more expensive than the initial investment in the trademark. So many people delay or they procrastinate. They know it's on their like list of things to do, but it's not like in the top three things to do, I guess, or the top five. They procrastinate, they delay, and then they learn that, oh, now I can't do this. Or in the US, I cannot do this. What do I do? Do I rebrand? Do I create like a separate trademark for the US? Or do I just continue? In the first case, when there is uh, like already an owner of a similar trademark, uh, you're actually risking a lot. I mean, you can be sued for profits that you have earned. Uh, and all because you haven't really, well, you haven't trademarked your name and you, you couldn't have trademarked it anyway because it probably wasn't available in the first place. So you should have checked uh, if it's available. I mean, that, but that's another thing. So before you even file a trademark, uh, it should be checked to see if, uh, if it's registrable. Or before you even start using it, let's say you came up with the name, you sell vitamins and you call them, I don't know, green zebra, green keto zebra, and you like the name and you think it's cool, but you don't realize that somebody already uh, registered this name. So you just use it completely oblivious to the fact that it's it belongs to somebody else. So people don't really do enough research uh, in the initial trademark search. Uh, and they don't spend funds in, uh, you know, protecting the trademark if it's available. That's, I think, quite a, a big problem that people uh, make, um, you know, in, 
just, you know, procrastinating, I think. And when you say people don't research, can you help them in that process, in the research process? Because I don't know where to start from. So, so I, I, if I can ask you, for example, it would be probably on an expert level and much easier, faster. Yeah, we do like free initial trademark search to see if the name is, you know, available. Uh, but we always tell our clients to do the initial research first to check the domain names, because that's extremely important, obviously, to check social media handles. Because what's the point of owning a trademark if you don't if you can't have the Facebook name for that name or the YouTube channel or like whatever like a social media you you use? Because there may be some uh, you know like similar name for the Facebook and you can have it, so that may make a big difference later. Uh, and research uh, to make sure that you can get the domain name because that's the first thing you should do when you start researching the name. Get the domain name; it's cheap uh, and. It, it may be unavailable later. Like we've seen situations when the name is researched, the domain name, uh, and then it's purchased by somebody else. Uh, and then you have to pay a high price for the same domain name. Uh, and I would always get, um, I would also buy the domain name for misspellings. Like for example, I bought trademarkangel.com and trademark angle. For some reason, people people misspell angel in, into an angle. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's useful to get the domain name that sounds similar or that can be you know mistyped. Or if your brand name is intentionally mis misspelled, so get the domain name for the right spelling as well. Again, it's really cheap, but it will you know it will forward the traffic to your website. You can just redirect the the website, the domain name, uh, because otherwise you risk that you know there may be somebody else you know diverting the traffic. Um, to this similar domain name. I mean, those are all obvious things, but yeah, we've seen so many instances when people don't do this and then they have to get some really weird uh, domain name uh, to work with their brand because they couldn't get the .com domain name. And you have mentioned U US market with offices in Canada and, and UK. How does Trademark Angel navigate the different trademark laws and regulations in each of jurisdiction well we have uh, lawyers uh, that we uh, that we work with uh, like foreign associates for each jurisdiction like for example i'm a canadian trademark agent so uh for canada i mean i file like trademarks myself or like we can file uh, for example, for the UK, we work with a UK associate who does all the work, especially for all complex legal questions. I mean, they're handled by him. And the same with other countries. We file in many countries like China. We recently started filing in Japan, Brazil, and South Korea. Like, like we, we work primarily with Amazon sellers, so people who sell on Amazon. So we, we file in jurisdictions uh, where Amazon has presence, like, for example, with, in Turkey. Uh, in many other countries, like where we see a lot of interest, like United Arab Emirates. Um, but yeah, I would say primarily US, Canada, UK, uh, European Union. So I think those four, Australia, maybe. Is that something that differentiates you from other trademark uh, registration agencies working 
with Amazon sellers? What's what's the differentiation factor? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think we try to be like one, you know, one place for all trademark registrations. Uh, a lot of our clients come to us because they don't want to work with different companies. So they want to work with one company. So we have some large portfolios for, you know, different countries. Um, yeah, another thing that differentiates us is that we offer free trademark search and free consultation. So I don't really bill for that. Uh, and then we offer a refiling guarantee with some of our packages. So if the trademark is not registered, you don't lose the money you paid us. You can file another country, you can file a different trademark, you can basically reuse the money for another trademark. Uh, I think that's what makes us different. different. And what about you, Anita? Any any personality traits? I mean, you as an entrepreneur, any personality traits that you want to stress out? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's yeah, I think it's really important to be uh, consistent. Um, I think that's like part of you know, well, my success, our success, is that I have been consistent in like in some things that I think are important. Like for example. Uh, one of the areas actually too is like article writing. I, I don't like that. I hate that. But you have to write content for your website so that you obviously drive the traffic to your website. So yes, I forced myself and I, I, I think I've written all the articles that could be written about trademarks. It's not an extremely interesting topic. I must admit, uh, it's not something that I can just write endlessly. I mean, there are just so many topics. And uh, obviously doing podcasts is another thing that I, I well, I can't say that I I, am, I love them, but I obviously you, you have to this put an effort. zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. because you're like on TV, I'm looking at myself now, I'm thinking, oh, well, I should have, you know, combed my hair better. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you have so to do So persistency, yeah, because if you don't, if you're not persistent slowly, you will start going downhill. It's like you can't mm. always stay like this. You just start going downhill because your competitors are just beginning. They're like working endlessly and you have to compete with the newcomers all the time. <laughs> so you have to be consistent. I think that's important. Um, I think actually it's the most important part of success is to be consistent. Just don't give up and just make it your routine. Uh, the important things that you think that should be done, I mean, you just have to continue doing them. And the market, is it uh, saturated? Oh, I think there is enough money for everyone uh, in this market because the population is growing. Uh, there are so many people who are starting their own business, like an e-commerce business, like working remotely, like digital nomads people working from home, uh, people selling on Amazon. Uh, I don't think it's saturated. I think it's actually the opposite. I think it's it's growing uh, and the demand for trademarks is growing. Uh, but obviously the number of professionals is also growing, but it's good. I mean, it's, it's good. What's your business model now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually the business is 
it will be six years old in May. And I obviously started as a one person business. Like now we have about uh, 15 full time people and I would say about so still full time. It is it in your industries. It's better than VAs or uh, well, it's like they're, they're no, they're like freelancers, but like basically working fine. But no, I don't have any employees. Actually, never had any employees. Uh, I well, I, I'm lying. I had one employee, a Canadian employee, but that was just too expensive. Uh, uh, in terms of like you know uh, employment insurance, the social, the social and the deductions, the taxes uh the sick pay so that was just too expensive uh so then like very quickly i decided that i'm going to like hire like um like vas abroad uh like obviously in the philippines we have people from morocco uh we have people from armenia so we have people from different countries working in different time zones uh but when you say full time, they, they are dedicated actually basically to your yes to, to your just, business. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're okay. just working with us. Yeah, they're, okay. they're full time. Uh well, I call them freelancers because they're subcontractors, they're not my okay. employees, but they are working exclusively for trademark angel. So they're not working for anyone else. But if if they wanted, they could. I mean, it's and know, how do you build know-how? Do do you have any internal internal meetings? Do you uh still producing various documents uh, uh yeah, regarding we, we the field mm -hmm. i don't believe in meetings i think it's a waste of time especially okay like you know monthly i used to work in a huge uh, law firm uh in canada so every monday we had a monday meeting which was like a huge waste of my time uh i hated them and so i decided i'm not going to do any meetings well mm -hmm. maybe we do like once every six months but still i see that it's just well it just it's just costing me money not very efficient so instead of those meetings we just you know we have manuals we just write notes in skype you know uh because those meetings are not very productive i mm. hold meetings like one-on-one -on -one if i need to like get the point across that you know uh but those like meetings like uh, the, the office meetings are not very useful well that's just my belief How do you organize your your day? Yeah, yeah, I know it's a good question because what I my goal is to work less. So I like I realized that okay, the goal is okay, I can't earn all the money. I don't need all the money in the world. I mean there is just like a certain model that I like. I mean I'm 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 comfortable where we are. I like I don't I think that if we grow further it will be detrimental and I will have to hire somebody like me. To do like for example the phone calls with the clients i do them all I, I check every email that goes out but i can only do so much so i decided that my goal is to work not more than 30 hours a week and to do that i actually started tracking my time with hub stuff that's what my uh employees use uh so i track my time i start working like at eight o'clock in the morning and i turn the timer on and i see how much i actually work so um i always thought that I actually work less, uh, but it's surprising that you just spend a lot of time doing things that are like not actually like you think it's not working, but it is. Uh, so yeah, I try to time myself, and I like I make like I have like a cut off. If it's like 30 hours, that's it. I have to stop. So 
so I try to push myself so I do like more important things first and obviously some things get delayed like but I try yeah I try to be more productive because yeah I mean because I, when I be, when I began I was working I don't know maybe close to 80 hours a week yeah yeah so I was like I, it, it, like you can burn out you can continue it like this and how did you succeed in um making all of it in okay it was experience through years i suppose and how do you cope with competition with uh, is it still st stressful for you but you found out ways like meditation well yes you know how it is with nurses how when they just begin working they're really like upset or oh, patient died they're like really upset they talk about this and they slowly they distance themselves so yes i mean that i try to do the same i i know it's work I know that some clients will be upset. There are always upset clients. I mean, we don't have a lot, but yes, sometimes clients are upset. So I try to distance myself that you can't please everyone. And I think one of the important things is to learn to delegate. So you find qualified people. I mean, I had hunted like for some of our staff, they worked in other law firms and they're like, I mean, I have some paralegals who have um, about 20 years of experience. So I, I hire like people, expensive people, but I know I can delegate certain tasks. So while I'm still checking every email, I know that at least I don't have to explain how to do things. Uh, so when you delegate, you can kind of clone yourself a little bit uh, and you can relax. And yes, I know that mistakes still happen, but I can also make mistakes. You just learn to, well, you know, take it easy and, you know, distance yourself. Uh, you can't please everyone, and of course we we try to please every client, but it's you know it doesn't always work. Uh, but yeah, we try. We always try to you know satisfy our clients' needs if we want to have a happy client at the end. So if the client is not happy, we always want to make him happy. If I understood you well, you will distance yourself on an emotional level, but you you will still be focused on making job done and and be persistent in in doing so yes yeah 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 of course i mean so we'll still try to like make him happy but it, at least i won't lose sleep because before i would and i could oh this person is not happy or like what or, or like you mean he's he, he's saying that he wants money back he doesn't want to work with us um now that i don't take it personally i know that some people are just they're always grumpy and they're not happy no matter what so I also learned that sometimes you have to say no to a potential client or say no to an existing client uh, when you, for example, don't want any new projects from a certain client. Uh, you just have to say no, uh, you can't take on this project. Yeah, because because when I, when I, when I just started, I, we took everyone, obviously. And I mean, our prices were quite low, so uh, clients who paid least were all, always the ones who were most dissatisfied or wanted more, more and more. I wanted to mention that when I first when I first started and actually even now, I try to get clients from multiple sources. So not just from like advertising, actually we don't do any paid advertising, uh, but like referrals, obviously, uh, I don't know, somebody mentions us on Facebook. Uh, we even did like a cold email campaign, even though I didn't believe in it. 
and I uh, I had a profile on Upwork and Fiverr, so I'm still on Fiverr, uh, even though I I put my prices like up, so they're comparable to our website. But some time ago, I had a client who bought like a really tiny gig on Fiverr, uh, and of course, then I got, I got her email and we started relationship um, like by email, and we started working together. Like she started working with Trademark Angel. And then she she gave us more trademarks. So then it turned out to be a huge portfolio, uh, and it started with a hundred dollar gig. It was like a really small job. So because no no matter how small the client may seem to you, you know, just don't think that that client cannot pay. So to me that was the huge surprise. Now I think we filed about twenty or twenty five trademarks, and she just takes uh, the best package, the most expensive package all the time. Doesn't ask for any discounts. Uh, and that person, you know, uh, she came to me on Fiverr. I actually had a lot of clients who I found on Fiverr, who are actually excellent clients. And actually, I like Fiverr myself. I always find, um, <laughs> uh, you know, um, professionals on Fiverr uh, as well, if I need something for the website or some artwork. Uh, so yeah, you cannot just, you know, uh, ignore multiple sources of income uh, for your business. And I think that's, uh, I think what made like a difference as well, because when we first started, I had uh, like an affiliation um, with a company that worked with Amazon sellers. Uh, and then uh, some of my clients promoted me on Facebook. They mentioned uh, our name. And then we have this program when you get 10% discount. So you refer somebody and that person gets 10% and the person who referred get 10%. So essentially I'm paying 20% in total. Uh, but that's how like word of mouth and referrals, that's how uh, like I grew the business. And I think it's it, it pretty much it applies to any business. Like if you're not greedy, you reward your clients, uh, you will get referrals. I mean, ob obviously, if you do a good work, otherwise, if you if you don't, no one will come to you. Uh, but I think that's um, that's what's important to um, have multiple sources of income and to not just assume uh, if you found somebody on Fiverr or if somebody paid you little that that person doesn't have money. So you still have to treat them the same way. We treat all our clients the same way. Uh, we don't say, oh, this, this client paid little, let's just do bad work for them. So we, we, we don't actually look at that. So every client is treated the same way because you never know. I mean, some clients are just, they, they test you. So as soon as you do a good job, they send you more work. If you want to find us, it's really easy. Go to trademarkangel.com. Yeah. And we have a free uh, trademark search, so you can fill a, a form and we can check if your trademark name is registrable. And we, we can get on a free phone call. Uh, there is no obligation to buy. Basically, we'll, you'll see if you like me, if we can work together. I think it's really important to connect because you have to enjoy working with a particular person. You have to enjoy working with a particular company. So for that, you have to test. You have to see like what they're capable of. That's why we do the free trademark search. You have to see like how they talk to you, how they treat you, if they can answer like the questions. I'm not greedy, like when it comes to time. Yes, I allocate 20 minutes, but you know, sometimes it takes an hour. 
and sometimes we end up talking about something completely different. I, th- I had a client and she's actually breeding goats. So we ended up talking about goats and I, I really enjoyed it and I learned something new. And that, well, we had a connection and she also had cats and I have cats. So we ended up, you know, working together because we had a connection. But, you know, if you're into NFTs, I, I like that too. So if the topic interests me, we'll connect. But obviously if it doesn't interest me, uh, you'll feel that, or maybe not. I don't know what doesn't interest me. I think I'm pre- pretty, pretty curious. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Imagine a space where triumphs, trials, and tales of entrepreneurship come alive. Welcome to the 21st Century Entrepreneurship Podcast, a gold awarded journey hosted by Martin Piskorik. Connecting with listeners in 95 countries and ranking in the top 0.5% of all podcasts. Join our exclusive community, elevate your perspective, and embark on the path to success.